0: Sixty percent of the time, it works. Every time. I am this. You
2: are tearing me apart, Lisa.
1: Come with me if you want to live, gentlemen. You have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your host, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny. Hey, moviegoers, you're larcening to. Two Dards Marvy reviews with Scarry. <laughs> you know what happened there? I started going and I just started doing the same old routine. Yeah, I was I didn't like it. it was... And then I just had to flip the switch right in the middle of it. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know what else to do. I can't wait to listen back to that in a month. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one will yeah, come, no, out this come out very soon. This is the little inside baseball, but this is going to be the soonest we've recorded an episode and turn around and release it.
0: Yeah. Putting <laughs> the pressure on me. It is putting the pressure on you. That's we okay. Been, this is the longest that we haven't seen each other. That's true. How have you been? I have been excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. And, so, any particular reason? Um the Devils won the draft lottery. So I mean, I'm on cloud
1: nine right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good enough reason for me. Yeah, when uh um, I love the Devil. So <laughs> Right there with you. Obviously, me
0: and my family were all huge hockey fans. Obvious
1: Obviously. obvious to me because I'm here looking at all the memorabilia, but not <laughs> yeah. obvious to the listener who does not see this place. I think
0: I've mentioned it before though, but Devils had a bad season, but it was mainly because they were crippled with injuries all year. Of course. But uh this kid who's going to go first overall in this draft, like most like diehard hockey fans have known about him for like 3 years like he's a prodigy. So like how old is he? He's still 17. He hasn't even turned 18 yet. Okay. He's been getting scattered, though, since he was like 13. That is
1: creepy. That is disgusting. <laughs> That's weird. You guys should leave that boy alone. All you hockey fans need to back up off this 13-year-old's dick. He's really good, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. I'm I'm just going to tell you, being a doubles fan of the
0: Rangers, we hate them. They do a oh, lot. but they're so good. No, they're not. They suck. Yeah, they I don't do, know they anything a, about it. They do a lottery for the, for the first overall pick, the second overall pick, and the third overall pick. So the team who had the 12th worst odds didn't show up. So you knew that they got into the top three. The t- then the mm. Rangers, who had the sixth best odds, they didn't show up. So we were like, this is the worst night ever. The Rangers are going to get a top three pick, and now we're going to get fucked. And then the Devils yeah. didn't show up. And we, I collapsed on the ground and, <laughs> and, fucking, and screamed. And <laughs> I put my head on the floor. That's how excited I was. And then when they they got the first overall pick, I, I mean, I was sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> that's great i've been on cloud nine for about a week now it's fucking awesome i can't wait it's pretty cool i wish i liked
1: anything that much (laughs) anything i know i have a son and a wife but i wish i loved anything like that have you been oh i've been great not the movie we're doing today but i did see another movie that we're gonna do eventually on this podcast and boy did that bring me down yeah but this movie this movie this movie did not bring me down it didn't bring you down because we saw Shazam. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it. Make sure you put that exclamation point at the end of it. Of course. <laughs> I saw the poster. Shazam! Shazam! <laughs> oh, I almost got struck by lightning I was going to say, we need to add like a little lightning bolt effect there. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> yeah. I have the technology.
0: This is,
1: at this moment,
0: the second DC movie that we are reviewing. We have only reviewed one Marvel movie so
1: far. That is... Right. So, well, one MCU movie, because we did do Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, that is true. But it's not an MCU. So mm-hmm. if we're talking MCU versus DCU, DC beating them two to one. Yeah.
0: Not really beating them, but we've done more movies. It's funny that oh, yeah. you mentioned Spider-Verse, though, because there's a point that I'm going to make in this episode that references Spider-Verse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: here's something about Spider-Verse, because since I bought it on Blu-ray, I've introduced it to my son. So, so now good. he loves it and watches yeah. it a thousand times. It has not gotten old for me, and I've seen it more than any movie that's been released in the last five years, Like, and it still has replay value. I now regret not putting it on my top, top 10. 10, I, but you know what's funny? Because it, it squeaked out at number 11. It just, just missed. Not only would I want to put it on my top 10 for last year, if I can go back, I wouldn't even put it at number 10. I'd probably put it in my top five. Yeah. Yeah. Because the more I watch it, the more I find about it. And I'm just like, why did I leave this out of my top 10? This movie's incredible. I
0: was actually really surprised it wasn't in your top 10.
1: I think there there's just so many movies that I crammed in those last couple days mm-hmm. that I was just like, wow, these are all really good. And then it just ended up pushing other things down that were probably more deserved, but recency bias. Yeah. I like Looking back, I could probably take off of like, two movies that were in my top 10. But you know what? That's in the past. It's in the past. I'm looking forward to the future mm-hmm. when my list is double the length of yours because you a <laughs> little bitch don't go see movies. What are you
0: talking about? <laughs> I'm smoking I, you. I
1: go and see movies.
0: You watch movies at home. Tomato, tomato. You know. <laughs> hey. There I did that go. on purpose. But yeah, no. I mean, you're ahead of me. Yeah, you watch way more Netflix movies than me. I'm having (laughs) trouble. I'm having trouble bringing myself to watch them.
1: But see, I'm having trouble getting my ass to the theater. Yeah, I'm a busy boy. Mm Hmm. I'm a busy, busy boy. That is fine.
0: We're we're both. There's gonna be movies that you have seen that I haven't seen, and vice versa. I'm so
1: excited for that. Yeah, I think there's a couple that we do need to catch, but luckily we were able to catch this movie. Yeah, and even more luckily for us. You know, we've been talking about it for a few weeks that we are getting out of this awful territory of the early year shit fest of films. And now we have more and more movies that we're excited to see. They're all coming out. I mean, half of the movies I think we were excited to see are out. And maybe half of those movies are not getting the best reviews. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we'll get we'll get to that in future episodes. But for now, you know, the future's looking bright. Yeah, you know what I thought about the other day? We are
0: also starting to get in the territory of when the movies that we started using for the trailer park when we first started this are coming out now. Yeah, that's so right. because we did Us in a really early episode. I think Us was the first one that we did that and now it's out and we saw it. And this we,
1: might be the second one. I'm trying this, to think. I think this was the one we did for Aquaman, is that right?
0: Yeah, we did this for Aquaman, but uh, I don't know if I think uh, this Hellboy is, the
1: second, is out now. We haven't done that episode yet. Yeah. But we, that was a that was a trailer park for How to Train Your Dragon. Of course, of course. why? <laughs> why else
0: would it be? <laughs> Anything else?
1: Yeah, I don't, I'm sure there might even be a couple more. I'm thinking about it. What do we do for Creed? Creed, we did Ben in Black, because <laughs> well, because Tessa Thompson was, was yeah with, yeah so. yeah. That's <laughs> I the it. tether. That's the tether. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. Some of the, some of these trailer parks are so loosely connected. It's it was, like, it was, why do we even bother? It's also funny when I was in
0: the theater for I think it was Shazam. At least like three quarters of the trailers that play during it were ones that we've covered in the trailer park. Yeah, and I was kind of like, I've done this trailer already. Yeah, I've gotten as much out of it as I need. Like I don't even watch just them just anymore. Tune it
1: out. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much show up while they're playing like the last thing. That's like, turn off your cell phones, moron. <laughs> <laughs> Right before the movie starts, I time it out. Like, There's no trailer in theaters right now that I haven't already seen. Because, you know, we're professionals. Exactly. As we always mention. But there is a trailer that dropped recently that we haven't talked about. And I haven't seen in a theater yet, which is weird, I feel like. I haven't either, yeah. When it came out, I could have swore, I'd be like, I'd see this in more places. I thought I was going to see this in Shazam. And I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, I, I also went to the why. drive-in for Shazam. Oh, yeah, you did it. I don't yeah. think they play trailers. I don't know uh... either, because I also got there late. Yeah, they might not play trailers. I don't know if they do or not. I think they just start that shit. Sun's yeah. down. Start the movie. Yeah. That's how they roll. No real start time. It's, Part of... it's dark out. Play a movie.
0: <laughs> Part of me, when you told me you went to the drive-in, I was, uh, I was like, jealous. I was like, oh, that's awesome. But every time I go to the drive-in, something stupid or inconvenient happens. Oh, we'll get to that. I know. The The last time I went to the drive-in, though, was one of the first few dates that I went on with my girlfriend, and my car battery died. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so,
1: the first time I ever went to the drive-in that's closest to us, it was before I was even living in this area. It was the double feature of Iron Man and Incredible Hulk. Nice. That yeah. is awesome. It was pretty wild. Little story. In my younger days, I used to dabble in the pottery, we'll call it. The little uh, smoke in the pot. I thought you were like a ceramics fan. Yeah. Big ceramics <laughs> fan. The New Jersey ceramics. You like the New Jersey devils. I like the New Jersey ceramics. Ceramics. <laughs> and uh, I had just bought a new water pipe that looked like a Heineken bottle. And uh, I took a fat rip and I like felt like I almost choked to death. And I was sick for the rest of the thing. Oh, nice. That that was in the first 10 minutes of Iron Man (laughs) because I took such a mean bong rip and I couldn't stop coughing and I gave myself a tummy ache. (laughs) But I was super high. So fuck you, (laughs) drive-in. Fuck that (laughs) (laughs) drive-in. Honestly, every bad thing that happens to me at that drive-in is probably karma for that dumbass moment when I was like 18 or whatever. No, I was probably older than that when that movie came out. But I think it's about time that we step out of this moment Go downstairs, hop into the Batmobile. Oh, no, the Batmobile lost a wheel. And guess who got away? There's only one way to find out, and that's to go to the trailer park. That was actually, that was actually good. Yeah, right? That was wait, wait, what do you mean that was actually good? Are you telling me that the other ones are
0: bad? <laughs> that, that one was clever. There's other ones where you're like,
1: We're picking up our ugly cousins, and we're going to the shittiest place in the world. (laughs) Yeah, you can definitely tell when you listen that uh, I do not plan what I'm going to say when I start (laughs) cutting into it. It usually starts with, so what we're going to do, we're going to do a thing, take it to another thing, and then we're going to say this and do that, and it just rambles for probably far too long <laughs> most of the time the setup to get into the trailer park lasts longer than the trailer <laughs> but if you can't tell by my awesome little foreshadowing and my my uh my ramp up i think they know already but we are talking joker ha, <laughs> as they say uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: that's the joker laugh right
1: i think so <laughs> that was jared leto right oh god he did the ha oh, his, his mm. joker <laughs> his laugh is who would you like to buy some crack cocaine <laughs> what
0: was it what is he he said a hunkah hunker? <laughs> like, oh god no his laugh is <laughs> honestly not the worst part of that movie it's um uh, no it's uh, god fuck that movie <laughs> but we have hope yes we do I've actually, I was saying this before we start recording.
1: In Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix, there. yeah, I did see it.
0: I have probably watched this trailer more than any other trailer this year, and that is including some of these big movies like Us and Endgame.
1: Yeah, this trailer's been viewed forty-eight million times. Is that what that says, or forty-six? That says forty-six million times. That's just this I need glasses. Video now. I mean, uh, that's crazy though. Half like, of that's you. Yeah, half of that is me. Yeah, no, I'm
0: super excited. For this movie, is um, this like
1: the first super villain movie? Because I don't count Suicide Squad because the whole time they tried to tell you that even though they're were the bad guys, yeah, they're the bad guys that they're they were still like the protagonists and they were still Same doing a, venom. a good job. Yeah, like they were still working on the benefit of good. Yeah, I this hope they don't like, try to do that with this. No, this looks like they commit to it, and I'll tell you, your, pro- your protagonist is a is a bad person. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. So, have has there been another quote? We'll say comic book movie instead of superhero movie because now this is changing the game for that. Yeah. If this is good, all these new possibilities will come from this movie. Yeah. At least I'm hoping. I mean, but you I, could you could argue that Infinity War is Thanos's movie. Yeah, and, but it's not, it. it's, yeah, not it's not the not same. Yeah, it's not the same.
0: This though, like it just has such a different tone than like all the other movies right now, and I'm very curious what this movie is going to be rated to. Like they haven't said yet. They have to go R. I'm I'm hoping they go R. You make a
1: Joker movie that's not R. They made a Venom movie that wasn't an R. And we see what that was. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I really hope this is rated R. It was rated S for shit. shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this movie is rated S for shit (laughs) Uh, there's quite a few of those movies that we've done on this podcast that should have been rated us
0: but yeah no i i really hope they commit to uh the character and they commit to the you know the rating and man i'm excited though you want to get into it
1: yeah i want to take a peek this is only gonna be my second time watching the trailer (laughs) oh really yeah i've only watched it the first time i think you sent it to me
0: yeah i was like we need to do this Arthur, does
2: it help to have someone to talk to My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy
0: face. I just love Walking Phoenix's voice. For she this, yeah, just perfect. in general, but yeah, this I think is,
1: to bring laughter and it's joy so good. to the world. Hey, I wonder how old he's supposed to is be it
0: The age gap between Joker and Bruce Wayne in this is pretty big. Yeah? Because spoiler, Bruce Wayne is in this trailer. Oh, I think I saw something about that.
2: Even just like right now
0: so far, like there are so many scenes in this trailer that I'm like, oh man, I like love this. Like,
1: was that the guy from Atlanta?
0: I'm not sure. This scene here, though, is my favorite scene in the whole trailer. With the the makeup, when he's got the makeup and he's like using his mouth to make the smile and he's crying. Yeah.
2: What's so funny, Just...
1: And I love the music in this. I was. Just going to say that. Conference and that's something that DC fit drops the ball on all the time. Yeah. Is doing the right music for these trailers. Do this like, is perfect. Yeah. Someone who hides behind. That a mask. Looks like, yeah. He looks like he did some sort of like you know, you like he lost weight or something. He Is that Bruce Wayne that's there? Bruce Wayne right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> like he looks <laughs> like he did some coffee. sort of like uh, definitely did some sort of body transformation for the role. This oh now my realize. god, that right
0: there. I need to talk about it.
2: It's a comedy.
1: I guess this is the this is the money shot for the homie He comes out with the the hair dyed green, makeup, suit, and everything.
0: You just also kind of cool that they're doing it around Halloween. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Oh, this is October. So
1: yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, no, really looking forward to this. Yeah. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is obviously amazing. Yeah. And he fully commits to characters. Like you're never going to watch a movie with him in it and be like, oh, he's phoning it in or he's just not putting himself into it. Like, Yeah. he Is he a character actor? Do you know? Does he or, or uh, not a character actor? I'm sorry. Is like he a, a method me- actor? A method actor. Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, it would not surprise me because it seems like a lot of these movies he gets in that headspace. I, I like I'm thinking this and also like I don't know if you watch or not, but You were never really here. That came out last year. I haven't, but I really, I do want to see that. That movie. I've heard a lot of good things. He
1: must have like gotten into like character for that. Like, did you see the one that's like, um, like a faux documentary about like when he's like, oh, quit acting and become a rapper? No, I I can't remember what it's called. It's something like we're never really here. It's like, or I'm not there, or something, something like that. Okay, but that's really good because I remember when that was happening because basically he went like gorilla for it, and. He went on Letterman and stuff and was like, yeah, I, I quit acting. And he had like grown out this beard and grew out his hair. And he, <laughs> he says, he, it's all just for this role. It, yeah. It's just for this like fake documentary thing. But the dude committed for like, he didn't act in anything else. He wasn't doing any projects for like a number of years until that came out. And then after a while that that had been out. Then he's, like, cleaned up and everything. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm an actor again. What's up? <laughs> like, he's amazing. I love Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah.
0: Also, I think one of our favorite movies he's in, he's the main character in Her.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we her, love Her.
0: I love Her. We love Her. Well, I mean, I feel like we both love Her, ScarJo.
1: Oh, uh, I love ScarJo.
0: Yeah. But No, no. I mean, he in that movie, man, he's so good... He's he's so versatile, like he can do dark shit, but then like in that movie it's so emotional, like
1: Yeah, and he's so sweet and he's playing such like a like it's sad, but he's also playing such a relatable character and that he carries every type of emotion through that movie. There's anger and there's like love and passion and there's happiness, but there's also like terrible sadness and stuff. He has such a range and he does so much with his face and the way that he can portray emotion just in his eyes throughout a scene and just the way that the subtle like nuances that he has, like, like even right now you're, yeah. t- you're scrubbing it just like frame by frame and he can convey so much in such a small amount of time and space. He's amazing. I, I can't speak. Highly he's enough he's on one him. of
0: my favorite actors right now. I think. Yeah. I could, I could totally stand behind that. Yeah. Reasons why I think they're going to do this justice. One, I mean, we're, we're touching on it right now, but I think this movie is going to be, like,
1: a depressing movie. Which I love. That's my favorite kind of movie. I know. but it was super depressing.
0: I, I hope so. I mean, this movie looks like it's a cautionary tale for what can happen to someone when, like, society pushes them to a certain, yeah you know, like, point. And there's a bunch of different little parts in the trailer that would make me believe that. Now, one... It looks like when this trailer starts, there's a few scenes where it looks like he's trying to be a comedian. He looks like he's a struggling, mentally ill comedian. Yeah. And that is taken directly from the Killing Joke comic. Okay, cool. So I think they're doing that. I don't know how much they're pulling from it or not, but I think that is maybe the source material that they're going for at least just the character and like his origin origin and mindset. But there's a scene here where he's writing jokes and it says the worst part about having a mental illness is people expect you to be as if you don't have one or as if you don't. Yeah,
1: that's and not even a joke. That shit just real. Yeah, that's a lot of comedy. But it's, but it's, it's a it's reflection it, it of says your
0: life jokes up there and he's got jokes. But yeah, the last one is the worst part of having a mental illness is people expect you to act like you don't. And I was like, damn, that's actually pretty dark and depressing and stuff. But he's he's doing comedy and. I mean, it looks like at some point he eventually just snaps. And
1: there's this scene where he's dressed up as a clown. Oh, wait. Scroll back a little bit. I want to see when he's in the... Oh, well, that... This part? Well, no. Back a little bit further there. Yep. That's the guy from Atlanta. Okay. He is amazing. I. You keep talking. I need to look up his name because that man deserves credit because he's... he's an amazing actor.
0: I'm assuming he's a guard or something in Arkham. Although, at this point... Also, that's another thing to mention. This movie takes place in the eighties. Oh, really? Yeah, it takes place in the eighties, and at this point, it doesn't look like Arkham is an asylum. It, yeah,
1: looks it just like looks it's like just, a regular hospital. It says
0: Arkham State Hospital or something like that, or Arkham. I'll have to find it. There it is. It's just a little bit Arkham far. State Hospital. Yeah, Arkham yeah. State Hospital. So I'm not sure, you know, what the inside of it's gonna be because in you know the Batman comic books, Arkham Asylum is this you know place that fucking psychopaths go, and it's like very. It reminds me almost of like Shutter Island in a way. Yeah. But I think he's a guard there. And there's a few scenes that in this trailer that would make me believe that at some point he has to escape Arkham. There's a scene towards the end where he's running through hallways and it looks like
1: yeah, right. Yeah, here. it looks like a hospital. It looks like a hospital. Oh, that's a hundred percent a hospital. Yeah. I think you see a patient down the hallway, yeah. there's like the little signs telling you which hallways lead to which areas. So
0: now this scene here, which is I really hope they commit to the R rating. This part right here with Robert De Niro. Yeah, if they're doing what I think they're doing and they commit to an R rating, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. What What is this? I think this might be a segment from The Dark Knight Returns. Now it would be a be it would be a different spin on it because The Dark Knight Returns comic, uh, Batman's been retired. He's in like his fifties, and yeah. then he comes back. The Joker has been like in a sense, like, dormant. Like, he is in, I think, Arkham Asylum and he's under, like, psychiatric care. But he's almost, like, cured almost because he has nothing to live for because Batman's no longer a right. thing. And, so, and is,
1: is this when they, like, have him come on yes, a talk they, show and everything? And right. he Because I have read that, but that was that was a while ago. Yeah. So he comes basically,
0: like, he convinces when Batman comes back out that he's cured. They let him go and he goes on this talk show to talk about his rehabilitation and he kills everyone everybody in the audience
1: yeah you think they're gonna oh how cool would it be so they might do it as this is his coming out party yeah. instead of it being like you I, know I think coming so. coming yeah. out from like the prison and everything that would be awesome yeah i would love to see stuff like that mm-hmm. i would be fine if this movie isn't all of that like if this is the last scene of the movie what a way to go out with a fucking bang yeah it's a joker like there's gotta be something like I'm fine if the whole first hour of the movie is him getting shit on his whole life. That's what and honestly that's kind of what it looks like it's going to be and I hope it's that.
0: Like yeah. I I want them to do like a movie that's like low key, a slow burn, really like a character study. Yeah. Ba- yeah, that'd and be then, so cool. And then someone and then he snaps towards the end. Like I don't want it to be happy or anything, and that's kind of what I'm getting from this trailer. And oh, there's not not a glimpse of happiness in this whole trailer. No, I mean, there's parts in the trailer that make it look like he there's things that make him happy, like he's caring for his mom. Yeah, and, it, and he looks happy in that part, but like overall, it just looks like someone who is just getting shit on
1: yeah, <laughs> their dude. whole life. A couple of other people, you already mentioned Robert De Niro in this talk show scene, but the guy who I was pointing out, I couldn't remember his name and I feel terrible because he's amazing and I've been watching Atlanta and his performances there are just incredible. But Brian Tyree Henry, he's in a scene where the Joker's looking through like this gate and it looks like he's either like a security, he probably works in the hospital. It looks like they're still in that setting. And he's kind of like looking at Joaquin Phoenix, like kind of funny, almost like he doesn't he, look like he trusts him or something. Or he yeah, knows exactly. Yeah. So I hope I hope that he has like a pretty prominent role in this, just because that actor is incredible. And someone else from Atlanta. Oh, uh, Zazzy Beats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she's also in Atlanta. She's yep, in this. Right there. Yep, they're having donuts. They're having donuts.
0: Also, little Easter egg in here. Super, super, like this is really easy to miss. Yeah. Up here in the dark, the street sign is Jerome Ave. Jerome oh. is the name of the Joker in the in TV Gotham. show Gotham. Yeah.
1: Okay. Little little I think it's just a little Easter egg. I, yeah, the... I didn't see that. That was a good good catch, you fucking weirdo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I'll give you like one or two more things. We we said that the little boy towards the end is uh Bruce Wayne. That's already been confirmed. Like that's not a, that's not a theory, that's
1: confirmed. That's weird that they would just confirm that before it's even out. Like why? I thought it was weird too. Like So is that is that Wayne Manor? That might be Wayne Manor. Look, it looks like it looks like the little boy is holding the flowers that he had. The- so oh, earlier yeah. it shows he's walking with flowers. It looks like the little boy's holding the flowers. I wonder if that's his parents' funeral. Oh, and he went and he brought flowers for some reason or another. Damn, that'd be crazy. This here right?
0: though, this is another mention of like the Wayne family. This riot is outside of Wayne Hall.
1: Oh yeah, don't know, wow. you know what's going on there, but just another thing that I caught and and the- there's people. There's people like protesting with like the clown signs and stuff. So maybe they're gonna implement Joker in some way with their death. Maybe there's like some sort of like shady business dealings going on, like almost like a Occupy Wall Street esque thing, like yeah. the poor versus the rich. So Joker kind of unifies the people against the rich, and the rich in Gotham that's, are that's what the I Waynes. think is gonna happen. Something like that. And then even if he doesn't do it, but because he creates this stir in the people, and then mm-hmm. somebody kills the Waynes, and then he goes to the funeral yeah oh man this might not even look be... at this they're pepper in theories like none of these dc movies have done anything to this depth yeah this might not even be
0: a movie per se about the actual joker because i think that the name of this joker is arthur fleck i don't know if that's an actual name of the joker yeah i and don't I, know this, this might just be a movie about someone who influenced the actual joker you think so but i almost I don't, wouldn't I, like that i i don't think it is but it could be i mean look there's you know, there's people with clown masks and stuff like that. It looks like he is starting some sort of like revolt or whatever, some sort of movement, some sort of movement. So you never know. I mean, it's weird because the Joker really doesn't have much of a backstory in the comic books. So you have to take some liberties with the character. You just don't want to have him selling cocaine, you know, in a club. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's actually, uh, also, that's another thing. I really like his Joker laugh in this. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of just the way it looks when he's in the club, but when he's sitting on the subway and he does the laugh, I'm like, oh, that's actually, like, he's doing a good job with that. Because the way
1: it looks in the club, that's, that's, like, earlier in the trailer, and I think that they're showing that's, like, before he really breaks. Yeah. But also, if you notice the way he's laughing on the subway car, and if you go back and look at what his face actually looks like, like, scroll forward just a little, little bit, Right there. There. He looks like he's crying. Yeah. But he's laughing. But he, his face, this is what I go, I go back to Joaquin Phoenix and how amazing he is at portraying different emotions and utilizing his face. Like, he's clearly laughing, but he looks like he's crying like the worst cry of his life. Like, he looks like in total, he looks like misery even though he's laughing.
0: Yeah. It's so cool. That's what like people say, like, I just have to laugh at this point. Yeah. Like, like shit's so bad that I just have to laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. I mean, I really hope this is good because I'm so excited for it. I was I've I was, never
1: I've never been so excited for a DC movie. Yeah,
0: I was I was uh, very skeptical, especially with the director on this movie and stuff like that. Who's but the director? The director on this movie is Todd Phillips. And now why do I know that name? Because he did all the Hangover movies.
1: <laughs> OK,
0: Hangover,
1: Hangover 1, <laughs> now, 2, and 3. Now yeah. I see your your skepticism.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. And I know you said it before he does all comedies for the most part old school hangover one two and three uh due date i feel like the most serious movie he did was war dogs with uh jonah hill and uh and that was that
1: was even funny yeah that was still funny i like that movie a lot but like we're not
0: talking about that sometimes comedies are harder to write in a sense because if your jokes aren't landing so i mean obviously there's gonna be some sort of comedic element to this i hope it's not much but i hope at least the Lisa stuff in like the comedy clubs and him trying to be a comedian comes through there. I'd be but fine I'm with hoping... it being like a dark, dark comedy. Yeah, but I'm hoping the writing comes through where he's got a really smart script for this. That's that's the thing. But at the same time, like we're saying, he hasn't done anything like this. He's done all like raunchy comedies yeah. <laughs> like, for the most and, part.
1: And I also don't see Joaquin Phoenix signing on with a shit script. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, look at look at his work. Mm-hmm. and like look what he does like he, he doesn't just take any movie he doesn't do a lot of movies in general yeah and it's because he's very selective he must be you know what i mean because i'm sure i'm sure he can get offers demand. yeah yeah i'm sure he can get offers for a lot more but he's not in like three movies a year like he's not the rock yeah, you know no. what i mean <laughs> like he's not kevin hart he's He's gotta be selective. Last year, twenty eighteen, he was in three movies. Oh well um, fuck me. Well no, I know. But no, but before that,
0: twenty seventeen he was in uh You Were Never Really Here. Actually I think that was technically twenty eighteen, so maybe he's in four. But then before that, he wasn't in a movie in twenty sixteen, only one movie in fifteen, uh only one movie in fourteen. So it's yeah. like no, he is very selective with his movies, I would say at least.
1: and for all we know, the ones that were released like all last year, they were probably filmed, filmed throughout yeah. different times anyway, so but yeah, no, he he keeps a pretty low profile in terms of like a lot of Hollywood actors. Like, I'm gonna give you one more thing, and then I think we because this is probably the longest trailer park we've we've done to date so far. But this one, this is
0: a really cool trailer. Yeah. So there's this scene here where he's on the subway and people start beating the shit out of him. Yeah. He gets punched in the face here, but the next thing, it looks like he's running away from cops. Like, there's when you watch the scene, it looks like there's like cop lights. Kind of, you can see in the reflection here. Oh yeah. Um, but he's running. He's got blood on his chin. I would not be surprised if his first kill is those people on the subway. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Right afterwards, he's he's in his apartment with a gun.
1: Yeah, dancing around with it. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. Just a little theory. But I really cool. I really hope they commit to the Dark Knight uh returns at that part. I think that would be so sick.
1: Yeah. I think it'd be cool if they they do take some elements from the comics, but not try to commit to a storyline from the comics. Because especially if you're going to focus it around Joker and not Batman, it's cool to take elements as kind of like, um, I wouldn't even call it fan service, but just like, you know, paying homage to the character itself. And those are pretty integral moments in the character, like that character's story that they would be they would be well served in a way of trying to like show his growth into being the joker, you know what i mean? like th- having a couple of those big moments from the comics just really cementing who he is as that character in this movie even without the context of batman could really serve the character well. Yeah,
0: i was going to say this in our review of Shazam but i'll say it now just because it pertains to this. I think DC might be onto something. And it, it, uh, it relates to what you were just saying with them pulling from comics. Hopefully, they don't use too much of the comics here and they kind of just make something more original. And I think they might because this Shazam movie is based on the newest set of comics that they put out and it's only three issues deep. Whoa. Yeah. Holy shit. I so, didn't know that. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's based on more than just that, but it pulls yeah. the most from this new series that is okay. got barely any material to it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, just comparing this to Shazam, this tonally looks way different than any other DC movie. It looks different than any other and Marvel Shaz- movie. Yeah, and Shazam looks different than any other DC movie also. So hopefully now they're, they're hitting their stride.
1: And this could be a game changer for them that if they see this as being successful, this can be like their way to doing something that is successful in comic book movies while also being very different from Marvel. Because I think they wanted to make their superheroes dark and brooding, and that was a miss. And you took away a lot of likability by making those movies really cold and not really giving us a chance to warm up to and really like these characters. Whereas this, they don't need you to like the character. They can make you feel bad for him yeah. in the beginning, and then they, they can turn on the audience and be like, No, you don't need to like him. He's the fucking Joker. Like, he's a killer. Mm -hmm. So, like, they can get that dark tone that they've been wanting from their superheroes by giving it to their villains. Yeah. Make this movie about your villain. That's where you get your dark edge that you don't get out of Marvel. Now you've done something different, and if you can be successful in that, more power to you. Guess what? Now I'm a huge DC fan. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, this, I mean, this movie's got a lot... A, like a pretty high bar to that it set for itself that it needs to needs to kind of live up to. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I I feel pretty confident about this team, and I feel pretty confident just from this trailer that it's going to do a pretty good job. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think Joaquin Phoenix is going to kill it. And also, I mean, no matter what, I feel like anyone who takes the reign or you know the role of Joker is going to be compared to Heath Ledger now. Yeah, Un- unfairly probably, but like this looks like this might be one of the best jokers just based on it. Like, I mean,
1: and it looks like he's going to play it completely different. Yeah. Which is good. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They can exist in a world where they were both a joker and they're just different jokers. Yeah. Because if you look in the comics, it's like sometimes when you look at the different jokers that have been in all the books and everything, you're just like, I don't think this joker could have been that joker. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Do you have
1: anything else you want to add to this or I don't, I think we should get the fuck out of this trailer park before we all get pie on our face (laughs) it sounds good (laughs) yeah which brings us shazam shazam yes so this this movie was pretty well enough anticipated i think i think i think this movie looked like it was going to be a change of pace for dc and i think we even mentioned that in aquaman that we were kind of excited for this one to come out
0: yeah i saw the trailers i appreciated this shit like the shift in tone. I felt like maybe they're they're doing it. I still wasn't like stoked for the movie. I was just like kind of intrigued, kind of like, yeah, this looks better than most DC movies, yeah. but I wasn't like this wasn't something I needed to get out to see immediately.
1: Yes. I knew that I wanted to see it in theaters, but I wasn't like opening night we got to be there. Yeah. But I did want to make sure that I caught it in theaters. Mm -hmm. One because I knew we were going to do it for the pod, so I guess I had to. (laughs) But also because you know it is a superhero movie, so I'm sure there's going to be things that are just going to just going to look cooler on like a nice big screen. Yeah. And I saw it on a big screen, but I was at the drive-in, so it's like a little bit different atmosphere. It was actually really cool though. Yeah. It was raining when I went. I've never been in the drive-in. When, when it's, it's raining. raining. I've done that before. I kind of liked it. You know, every once in a while, I got to like turn on, turn on the battery so I could like wipe the window, windshield. Yeah. With my wipers and everything. But it added kind of like a gravitas to some of the scenes where it gets a little bit more emotional which we we can talk about later yeah but you know because it's like a sad moment in the movie and now it's like dark and it's raining and i'm like wow this feels like really sad now (laughs) if i was just watching in a theater i'd have been like ah, poor guy but now it's raining i'm just like oh my lord (laughs) like (laughs) that rain element really uh
0: really fucks you up a little bit yeah so, this movie is directed by uh, David F. Sandberg,
1: which is funny because- That's another name that I I recognize. What did he do?
0: Annabelle Creation and Lights Out. He comes from a horror movie background. Do we talk about him during another episode? I th- well, I, I think we talked about him during our Shazam trailer park. That's probably what, what it was, unless- That took- makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell
1: hmm. you what, ignore me. Let's keep rolling
0: <laughs> through these stats. All right. But no, he. I mean, he comes from a horror movie background, which is a little funny for this movie, considering the tone of this movie is much lighter. But yeah. there are parts in this movie where I'm like, oh yeah, you do horror movies. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: all like the Seven Sins things.
0: Yeah, and there's some like kills where I'm like, oh shit, you fucking, you're pushing that PG thirteen. You bit a PG-13. guy's head off.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. You threw a motherfucker out a window. window. That part was crazy. That was. I was not <laughs> expecting that. No. I was just like. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is what this movie is now.
0: <laughs> and it's the writer on this is uh, Harry Gaden, And the only movie that I had ever, what's his name? Gayden. Harry, Harry. Henry. Henry Gayden. Oh, it's Henry. Henry. Okay. You said Harry the first time? No, it's Henry. I misspoke.
1: I was going to say, I also have a Harry Gayden. <laughs> <laughs> I got to clean it up down there. <laughs> But the
0: only other movie that he had written was Earth to Echo, which I've not seen. But what it's, is that?
1: That's that movie. It sounds um, like a Scientologist. Like no, it's fucking, not. It's, it's like it's a, a propaganda it's
0: a film, children's movie with like a little robot. Oh. Not, not Wally. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, kind of unproven people in charge of the camera and writing behind this, but
1: that's proven successful in past. Like I mean, we talk about it probably a million yeah. times with Marvel, like. That's almost their running thing. Seems like a lot of these superhero movies studios are just rolling the dice on pretty fresh faces in terms of like the industry.
0: I actually like kind of like David F. Sandberg's track record with his horror movies. I mean, none of them are like holy shit, but yeah. Annabelle creation, the first Annabelle's horrible. He didn't he didn't work on that, but the second one, I remember seeing it and I was like, okay, there's actual craft behind this movie. There's some very good like shots of the cinematography going through the house and stuff like that. That I was all about when I saw that movie. Is that the movies where like the doll comes to life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So clearly, I have not seen them. You don't need to, honestly. Great. But but the second one is much better than the than the original one. So I had a little bit of faith in him. But I mean, it it is you're going from a horror movie background to like easily the lightest, funnest DC
1: movie yet. So. By far. Yeah. By far.
0: What do you think about the cast on this?
1: Pretty, you know what it is? This cast has a few people who like, when I see them, I immediately recognized them, but didn't know their, didn't know their names. It's like yeah. a couple of like actors like that, where I'm like, I know that person, but if you asked me their name, I would never know. I know the lead, Zachary, Zachary Le- Levy? Levy. No, it's Levi. 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 Zachary okay. Le- Levi. Zachary Jeans. I'm wearing a pair of Zachary Jeans right now. Zachary Dungarees. (laughs) Have you met his son, Zachary Oshkosh? (laughs) (laughs) His son has a different last name, but they have the same first name. That's how you know they're related. (laughs) Exactly. That's how it works. Yeah. But Uh, yeah, he he did mostly TV though, right?
0: A lot of TV. I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. Where do I know him from? So I went and looked at his IMDb and he was in Thor 2 and 3. Don't know the character, but Wait, he was in th- those he's in Thor 2 and Thor 3. Well, what? Yeah, th- that's not the movie though, that I knew him from. The movie that I knew him from? Wait, he was in
1: Ragnarok? He was in Ragnarok and he was in The Dark World. Maybe he was one maybe he's an Asgardian? He he has to be, yeah. Because if he was in Thor 2, I'm thinking maybe like one of the guys in like that pack, you know, like his his homeboys? Yeah. <laughs> his, his
0: his crew. <laughs> Yeah,
1: the only one whose name I know is Lady Sif, but the, yeah, that's the
0: lady. I the I group? didn't I didn't know who he was in it, but I saw. It, I was like, huh. oh, that's weird. But that's not the movie I knew him from. Unfortunately, the movie that I knew him from is Alvin and the Chipmunks. Wow, <laughs> yeah. so, is he Alvin? No, he's unfortunately he the he's chipmunks? the he's the human character that you need to uh, push the plot um, when the Chipmunks do karaoke. Moving oh. on. <laughs> Great. Moving on, Asher Angel though plays Billy Batson, the kid version. I guess not, sh- you know, not Shazam. Yeah. He's basically just in a bunch of like Disney Channel crap. <laughs>
2: like, makes sense, kid actor. Yeah,
0: Jack Dylan Grazer, he plays Freddy. He is my favorite part about this whole movie. Yeah, he's, he was great. honestly, he's one of my favorite like young actors coming up right now. He was in It, and he was also in Beautiful Boy that came out last year. Oh, um, was he the beautiful boy? He was the young beautiful boy. Weird. Yeah, <laughs>
1: this is a movie about like Catholicism or something. <laughs>
0: That was like that was one of the most depressing movies last year. Yeah. Mark Strong plays Doctor Savannah and feel like Mark Strong is evil Stanley Tucci.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my God. At first when we were about to just start talking about it now, I almost said Stanley Tucci and then I realized I'm like, oh, that's not him. But he does have that same vibe, right? Right? know. he looks
0: exactly like Stanley Tucci. And he just (laughs) I'm just like, Oh, you're you're the you're better than Stanley Tucci but you just play villains.
1: And speaking of which, nobody watched The Silence on Netflix because that movie was trash trash. <laughs> this is really bad. Just a, just a side note. Don't watch that movie. Not worth your time.
0: This is Mark Strong's second go around with DC. Really? He played Sinestro in Green Lantern.
1: Oof. <laughs>
2: yep. Oof.
0: I mean, good comeback though. Yeah. No, I mean, he's been in a lot of things. I like I mean, Zero Dark Thirty. He's in. I really yeah. like him in the Kingsman series. And Grace Fulton plays Mary, I think is her name in this movie. But she is, uh, I, I knew her from somewhere also. She was another person in this Where I was like, where do I know her from? She's from also from Annabelle Creation. So she has oh, ties okay. working with uh the director. David F. Yeah. Yeah. So the cast on this is, I would say, not something that's going to blow you away. But I'm going to start off here. I thought the acting in this movie was great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, and I think it it does the movie service that you're not using actors who have so much notoriety already because I feel like sometimes that kind of does take away from the character and you're you're just accepting of the character. You're kind of just like, you know, I'm watching The Rock. Like, when you see The Rock in a movie, he's never not The Rock. Yeah. You know, like, it's hard to take him seriously as just, like, a regular dad. It's like, okay, but you're also... Built like a fucking tank. Thank you. Like, you're clearly the Rock. Like, so it's really hard to like put him in realistic places, just because he's too one big of a person, but also just big of an actor. So these people kind of blend into the characters, and then I feel like they don't take away from their scenes. It's
0: actually funny that you mentioned the Rock because Black Adam. The yeah, the Rock yeah. is probably going to be in the next Shazam movie. I'm assuming they're going to do another one,
1: and I'd be fine with that because yeah. he he would work. I'm surprised he's not in more superhero type stuff. Yeah, I guess you could argue Fast and Furious is basically devolved into just superhero movies. Everybody stuff. has superpowers. Exactly. I could punch a hole through China. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Punch it through the whole country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, I'm going to dig a hole all the way through China. I don't need to dig. I'm just going to punch. punch. <laughs> One punch through China. What up, Beijing. <laughs> That's basically what is happening now. <laughs> Fucking yeah, Fast and We're gonna punch a, a hole through
0: China, and then we're gonna drive our cars to the center of the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Chris Pratt hops in. You guys see my Raptor? <laughs> <laughs> our franchises have gone off the rails. <laughs> but yeah, I mean,
0: I, I had this written down. Every actor in this movie, almost in some way, has a role, and they play that role perfectly like yeah. Zachary Levi is here to play a really good impression of a kid in a in a in a in a full grown you know body. person's body but he does it great.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Asher Angel basically has all the emotional beats in this movie. Yeah. And yeah, he's got to do that. all the serious moments. Jack Dylan Grazer who's Freddie, he's the comic relief character and he's hilarious in this. Mark Strong is the villain that I'll get to how I feel about the villain, but he's got to be like the force that goes up against you know the character. He does that great, and then even like even the kids that are in the the Foster family and the and the parents they come across so warm in this movie, and like those scenes are so heartfelt that honestly, like everyone they had a role, and maybe it's maybe the characters are types in some sense, yeah, but they're all doing those types perfectly,
1: yeah, and they're not really. I don't feel like you sat too long on any one character that you felt like, why am I looking at this right now? Yeah. Especially when you have that many characters. I mean, like, they're foster kids. There were, like, five kids, and they all played their part, like you were saying, but we didn't park on any of them for so long that you're just, like, getting confused, and you're like, why are we spending so much time on subplot F? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, there's, there's really, there there is some. If the relationship between Freddie and Billy, or Freddie and Billy slash Shazam, is your salt and pepper, everyone else is just like all these other spices that are like you know mm-hmm. just extra flavoring. Yeah, and it, but it doesn't take away from the whole meal of the movie. I, yeah, no, like the, I think I think that stems a lot from not only the performances of the actors but the writing must it seems like a pretty tight script. Like yeah. they didn't they didn't leave a lot of um a lot of air in that script.
0: Yeah. I I think the movie's a little long. I'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. But overall, I think this is my favorite script for a DC movie. I'd have to think about yes. it.
1: But I, I think it is. You're telling me it's not as good as all of the screaming and Aquaman. <laughs> when
0: I'm when I'm saying it's the best, you I, I'm trying to compare it to Wonder Woman. That's all. That's I'm like I only have yeah, to, really I only have to only put it up against one movie. Yeah, but no, I mean I I really I really like the, the script in it. We were saying that it's supposed to be lighter. It is lighter, but it can be very sad at times and and hit you in the heartstrings, especially if it's raining especially if it's raining while you're watching it. And there's some really funny moments in this. Like this movie actually had me like laughing at parts.
1: There were, there were a lot of really good laugh out loud moments. I actually took my entire family to go see this, and not that Logan reacts to shit. Yeah, he doesn't. Oh, he was barely paying attention. He fell asleep. That's not an indictment on the movie. He's two. Yeah, and it was like nine thirty at night, and yeah, we were, and we were sitting in the car. But Megan, wifey, she she laughed like out loud multiple times throughout this movie, and yeah. there were a lot of ones that like surprise laughs mm-hmm. that I was just like, that was really fucking good. And
0: like, and you know what I like about this? This movie is very self-aware. Yes. And it, and it pokes fun of a lot of superhero, like tropes and cliches. I think my favorite, oh man, it's it's tough to say favorite. There's two scenes in particular that just had me dying. One was the climax of the movie. And there's two characters that are like, they're flying, but they're far away from each other. And it's supposed to be like the big moment where they're like screaming at each other from like a huge distance apart. Oh yeah, he's like, I can't, I can't hear, hear you. And the other yeah, guy's just monologuing, good. like, just like <laughs> typical like <laughs> comic book movie trope. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. I thought that was good. That was hilarious because it just keeps cutting back and forth. And Mark Stone's character is so serious, and they like, you want
1: you want to hear something funny? And I'm not knocking it because it was good. I did like that moment. But weird thing about it, either earlier that day or the day before, when I was just hanging out at home with Logan. We watched Kung Fu Panda 2. That same bit is in Kung Fu Panda 2. And it was the first time I ever watched it. So I just watched that movie and then this thing happened and I was like, where did I see this? Oh, yeah. Kung Fu Panda 2. Was it like the same
0: thing where like a villain is monologuing and.
1: It was actually the opposite. It's. Kung, our Kung Fu Panda hero, he's monologuing on top of a roof in the distance. He's like, Yeah, that's right, you didn't kill me, I'm back. And then like the bad guy is like, Are you saying something? We can't hear you. You're so far away, type. Basically the same yeah, thing. Yeah, same thing. It just rolls reverse. That's
0: funny though. That part had me dying, and then I love the part where it's like, This is definitely like uh like a superhero cliche where it's they're in a fucking convenience store, and of course the convenience store is gonna get robbed. Yeah. And but then like that's
1: why we build convenience Convenience stores stores. (laughs) to get robbed
0: but they're in the convenience store and then rather than reacting to like the convenient like the 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 robbery the way a actual hero would be they're just pushing the envelope of what he can do and they're like shoot him in the face keep shooting him (laughs) yeah (laughs) i love that scene and then like that was good and then even at the beginning of that scene when he goes in that's going back to like how good zachary levi is he's I would like to purchase your finest beer. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Like it reminded me of like, like we don't
1: have a fake ID. He's like, Are you kidding me? Look at me! I'm the, and fake, the fake ID. ID. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of like the the scenes in Superbad where they're trying to get beer. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: honestly, I, it's the first note in this movie. Thirty minutes in, this is already way better than any DC movie outside of like the Christopher Nolan trilogy.
0: Look at look at my first note on this movie.
1: Really? Wow, actual characters. Yeah, spot on. (laughs) That's perfect.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, no, I mean, I had a really good time watching this movie. This I want to say, we're we're talking about how this movie plays on like the cliches and tropes of superhero movies. I love, and I can't stress that enough, I love the way that this movie presents the whole universe. Because I think this is the first movie, regardless of Marvel or DC where you see how kids and like civilians have become fans of the superheroes in the world. Oh yeah. Because like, okay. because
1: now, man, now you got me thinking. Cause I know obviously like other movies have referenced the heroes and stuff, but maybe not look to them so much as. So like the only thing fans. I can really think of
0: was spider verse, which is what I was saying, where right, there are yeah. comic books of those characters. But in this, like Freddie's wearing t-shirts of like, the the heroes He has themselves, an Aquaman
1: shirt. He's got an
0: Aquaman shirt. Yep. Like like the characters themselves have become like branded almost. So he's got like T-shirts. He's got memorabilia well, of like bullets that have been shot at like different. Well, heroes the government and
1: stuff. made those logos for all those characters back in <laughs> exactly. Batman v Superman. So. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, I couldn't think of another one where it's, like, the superheroes that you've seen in other movies are, like, public figures where, like, kids actually look up to them because, like... And action
1: figures. You see them in the Toy Story. Giant Batman, Giant Superman.
0: And all these other superhero movies. The public knows about these superheroes, but it's always, like, you always interact with them on, like, a government level or something. Like, Man of Steel is, like, the only people you ever see interacting with Superman is, like government officials or something
1: like that. Even like Avengers, like everything is through like either the UN or some, some sort of government body. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while they interact with like regular people and they're just like, Hey man, you saved my dad in New York that, that time when those motherfucking aliens came out of that butthole in space. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No one's ever said that in a Marvel movie, but uh, no, come close. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I, I really, that's like,
0: honestly, that's one of my favorite things about this movie is I, the, like just the whole scene where he's like that's like you know this this bullet's worth this much money it shot at like batman or whatever it was like yeah i thought that was really cool and really funny
1: yeah they tied it together without making it making it awful by having someone make an appearance
0: yeah and that's the thing like this movie is part of the dc universe but if they need to reboot reboot the dc universe this movie can still stand on its own because they don't they don't hit any of the other like lore or anything yeah
1: they just reference the characters and this isn't a real city yeah not Gotham not Metropolis mm-hmm. it's in Philly yeah yeah, I yeah. like I liked when they did like the Rocky stuff. I like that too. Yeah, I, I like when he's like up there and he's like looking out <laughs> at the view. He's like, "Man, I could see why Rocky trains so hard to get up here." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those little lines, because it also plays to the thing. Because like we're watching an adult who like as an adult he would obviously know more about Rocky, but like all those moments where you remember like, "Oh yeah, that's a child," even though it's like a a big man. Yeah, that sounds weird. Even though it's a, <laughs> a big, big man. man. <laughs> But it's like, oh, that's a child brain in that body, so yeah, like what you were saying before, they played good on that. Also, I liked this little. This is like a little Easter egg that I found in that scene where our main villain. It's like their first interaction, and they're fighting, and they end up fighting through that toy store. You see, like the Batman Superman toy, blah blah blah. Yeah, sure, fine. But what I thought was a really cool little Easter egg homage that they put in there. There's a scene where there's like the big piano on the floor. And he runs across it and then he's like, wait. And he like thinks he's like got away from the villain. Then he hears like, "Ding, oh, dunk." yeah. Dunk. <laughs> One. I thought that was cool. But the allusion to the movie big, where a child, you know, goes, makes a wish, wakes mm-hmm. up in a full grown man's body. So it's that same thing of like the kid is. Yeah. Big man. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. That Like that little um, correlation that they put in there. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's kind of how this movie was marketed is like, superheroes meets big type thing. Yeah. And yeah, they were paying a little homage to theirs. I saw some people saying like, that you're not paying homage to it, you're just ripping it off at this point. But I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like there's similarities and they wanted to, I mean, again, it's a very self-aware movie. Yeah. So I'm curious what you thought about, about this because um, this is something that I flip-flopped on a few times while watching the movie. What did you think about the CGI in this movie? Hmm. And then I'll let you answer and then I'll tell you what I thought. And I feel
1: like this might be like surprising, maybe not though. You know what? Sometimes I feel like it took me out of it a little bit because so much of the movie seemed practical enough. I know it's ridiculous to say, like you know, it seemed kind of unrealistic, and we're watching a superhero movie. I get that, but mostly when it came to like those sins, those Mm -hmm. those like demon things or whatever. Sometimes you're looking at it, and I'm like. This is like this looks pretty cool. And then other times I'm just like this looks kind of like a video game.
0: Yeah. So here's here's what I have to say about it. Overall, I would say about 90%, I really liked the CGI in this movie. And and the reason behind that is because sometimes the best CGI is the CGI that you don't notice, that you don't know is CGI. Yeah. And the, the subtle the subtle So yeah. yeah. And this movie spoiler does not have that big of a budget so they
1: they worked with what you know they had that's pretty light spoiler for this podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) where we literally literally just spoil everything (laughs) ruin the the ending of a movie within the first like 20 minutes of the podcast yeah really the only thing and you mentioned it the the sins
0: the demons that he summons yeah sometimes they don't look great i'm trying to think of like the moments
1: specifically where they show up because it's not all the time
0: it's it's you know what there's there's a scene uh, where they're in a boardroom and they're for the most part stationary.
1: Yeah, they look. I thought they looked fine. That's that fine. Scene. Yeah,
0: it's when they're walking and stuff like that. Yes, that's, that's when it, that's when you're like, ooh, that doesn't it, look. It's good. something
1: about the motion blur that I feel like they're putting on it, like when they're they're moving. That that's where it feels like you're you're playing a Resident Evil game. Yeah,
0: the CGI on them I thought was inconsistent, but other than that, I was I really like the CGI on this, and even with the inconsistencies in those creatures. I like the design of the creatures. Yeah. So, it was
1: and even even that it, it wasn't a huge negative on the movie either. Yeah. Like it's honestly kind of a nitpick. Like it's it's funny
0: because like this movie has by far the lowest budget of any, you know, DC
1: movie. Which, made, which I, makes total sense when you look at like yeah the setting it, and just even the character. It itself. makes
0: it makes so much more sense. And like people are talking about how like Aquaman was such a visual achievement and this and that. And was like was it I no. I don't think this movie was
1: an achievement, but I like the visuals the, better than this movie well, than Aquaman. Well, the visual, the visual achievement of Aquaman, I guess really the only thing it achieved is probably, I don't know, epilepsy. <laughs> like, There's just so much going on in Aquaman. And yeah. this, especially coming out right after Aquaman, where everything is getting thrown at you and they're filling the entire giant screen with creatures everywhere. Mm-hmm. This movie is so toned down and so refreshing. Yeah. And it it puts it in a more realistic setting, and it I I think that just makes it easier for you to connect to the characters. Yeah,
0: I mean this movie's way more. That's why I said first note. Wow, real characters. This movie's actually about the characters and not about. Oh my god, we're gonna throw five billion fishmen on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, no, I I I really like that. I. The visuals that they don't they don't pop off the screen on you know to you but I like them way more than Aquaman I'll yeah. say that. Um, speaking
1: of visuals we talked about in the Dumbo episode you get your little circus setting that I know you love yeah <laughs> <laughs> you I know you, you love get,
0: your circuses you do get a circus setting in this this isn't a perfect movie no yeah no I I will get into negatives but I feel like right before I get into my negatives there's one last thing and it's a huge positive but yeah, it but hit it, me with it. The opening scene of this movie is perfect.
1: Okay, so here's the thing, I have to confess. The movie started at eight o'clock. We're going drive-in. Okay. I was parked at there's a shop right right in front of the drive-in. Yeah. I was parked at the shop right waiting for Megan to meet because she got out of work at like seven thirty. Okay. So I only listened to the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Oh, okay. So when we got there, we were already about fifteen to twenty minutes in. So I only heard it. I didn't see anything. Okay. So can can you describe to me that scene a little bit? Okay. Because I didn't I didn't see any of it.
0: I'll describe the scene, but first I'll tell you why I think it's so good. Hit me. This. The opening scene sets up the rules of the Shazam character, the right. powers of the Shazam character, the motivation for the villain, and the backstory to the villain and Shazam. Because
1: sh- the- Shazam not accepting him as the champion yes, and everything, right? in Yes,
0: in, in one scene. And especially a character like Shaz- Shazam or Captain Marvel, however you want to say it. The OG Captain yeah. Marvel. I mean, like. Nobody really gives a fuck about Captain Marvel. Like, you know, like, this is a character, and like we said, they're basing it off of very few comics. Like, uh, it's taking most of the source material from a relatively new story arc. I felt like you're going to have to take some time to explain what the fuck this character is all about, yeah, and they did it very quickly. I mean, they, they did it surface level, one take, but you got enough of it where you're like, okay... And then and the then rest you can of the pick movie, up the rest as it goes, yeah. but you and don't they, feel lost at any point. And they did those in a lot of really entertaining scenes, like the scenes when he's got the camera and he, they're doing tests on his powers and stuff like that. Yeah, I love those scenes, too. Those are really um, good. But I thought the first scene of this movie put you in it right away and explained all the things that other movies may have dragged on for like a half hour. Yeah. And I really like that. The thing you miss, basically... It's the villain as a kid. He's in the car with his dad and his brother and basically his dad and his brother don't like him. Understandable. Yeah, and he seemed like a dick. <laughs> he gets he gets teleported to basically while he's in the car to, you know, this layer, Shazam's layer. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, you know, I need someone pure of heart." And he's like, "Oh, man, that's that's cool." And then basically this the seven sins like speak to him and then he turns to like grab that orb thing that he grabs later on in the movie. Yeah. And Shazam is basically like, okay, you're not pure of heart. And he tells him, get the fuck out of here. And, and he like, teleports yeah. him back to the car. Beat it, kid. And when he gets back into the car, he starts flipping out. And, uh, and that,
1: uh, that also motivates like his work and his whole future. Yep. He's trying so hard to get back there. And like, he finds other people who have been quote unquote abducted. Yeah. So I
0: mean, and then when he when he gets back, he starts flipping out because he's like, "No, like I am worthy, or whatever." And he distracts his dad, and they get into a car accident. And that's how his dad be like, ends up in a wheelchair. Yeah, you know, and that's why even more so after that that he was a outcast from his own family because the brother says, "Like you did this." Yeah, and then yeah. then the movie actually starts. So that's basically what you missed. But I I thought it did it great. Didn't it? Didn't linger on any of the you know bullshit that some other movies would. I mean. Aquaman's like two and a half hours long, and it's just like a origin story for his fucking spear. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, you're not wrong. You so, are not wrong. So, like, I don't know. I I really appreciated that. Now, when I said there are some negatives to this movie, my biggest negative to is this it, movie is it
1: Og Shazam's beard because <laughs> that looks like something out of a Monty Python... Pi- no, you know what? Monty Python actually does their fake. Old man beards better. Better. It looked yeah, that looked it looked like trash. It looked like they went to like Party City and grabbed like the first wizard beard they could <laughs> find and slapped it on like a twenty two year old. That that was Hey, low budget. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. Fair enough. I guess I'm I guess I'm the asshole.
0: The <laughs> guy could have grown out of beard. They could have just glued pubes to his face could have just got an old man
1: <laughs> they could have just got an old man yeah like
0: no no my my biggest negative to the movie is actually the villain
1: okay why um in what way
0: now i understand why the villains in the movie you know this is the main point of this movie is basically the coming of age story for billy batson and getting his power and all that stuff yeah but And I think part of that is you need a villain for him to go up against, especially a villain that is trying to, like, basically turn people to, like, whatever you want to call it, the dark side, the, the seven sins. Yeah. So they need that in there. To me, it was just very much like I didn't really
1: understand the actual motivation behind the character. But, see, you know what I took from it? I took from it that his only motivation was to to prove that he was the champion to get there. So then once he kind of got that orb, I I took it as he was a conduit being almost manipulated. Yes. By the seven sins. I I almost thought that his own goal was secondary to what the seven sins were making him do. So I was actually okay with him being kind of like a conduit. Okay. I can see that. And that's actually how I took it because really for him, he wanted the power, and then even even when... That's just the
0: thing. I don't understand why he wanted the power. It was very like- Because like... he was
1: denied it as a child, and then it, he he's using it as the- That's the reason why probably like we got in the car accident and this and that. You said I wasn't worthy. You sent me back. Then we got in this car accident. Yeah. I was outcasted, blah, blah, blah. I feel like he's blaming it all on that moment of not being deemed the champion, mm-hmm. so now this is his retribution. And I think that's his sole goal, and that shows in his work that he's trying to get back there. And even throughout, the only thing he's asking for is give me your powers. The Seven Sins want him to have those powers because now that they're already like in his head, in his eye, yeah. and controlling him, once he has those powers, they can just wreak havoc on the Earth because now there's nobody strong enough to stop them.
0: Yeah. You made me feel a little bit better about the villain. Good. I still don't love it, but I, you made me feel better about it. Because to me, I was just kind of like, he wants power. I get that. Yeah, I took but, him as a puppet. Yeah, like I think. I think in the grand scheme of things, the villain's probably the weakest part of the, the movie.
1: I I can see that. That aspect of his motivation is fairly one dimensional.
0: Yeah, and I guess this also is villainish. Villainish, but uh, I I fucking hated the bullies in this movie. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> see that's uh, stupid. See, see, like bullies in most movies to me, I find them kind of lazy. 'Cause it's like, why is this bully here? Okay, he's there because you want to sympathize with your main character. But yeah. I don't think we needed it here because the character's an orphan. He's looking for his mom. We've said before they're very like there's a lot of really good emotional beats in this movie. I didn't need to he's see an... two villains crash their car into a crippled yeah. kid. <laughs> like Yeah, like
1: he's an orphan and he's crippled. Like yeah. that's that's feeling enough you're getting from me. And he's lovable and you can just show that he doesn't have any friends. You don't need to show that he's being bullied. Yeah. And even so, you don't even need to give characteristics to the bullies. You know what I think about? I think about Superbad, where second time that movie's come up now. Yeah. But like when they're who is it? I think it's Jonah Hill sitting there and he's by himself and like it's when like him and Michael Sarah like argue a little bit and then Michael Sarah walks away after like the dick drawing thing or something like and that. And he pushes
0: the books off the table. Yeah, somebody just walks yeah.
1: by and pushes the books off. Faceless. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, dick. And it just shows that, like, they're not... A lot of people don't like him. Oh, yeah. there is that one douchey bully in that movie.
0: Yeah, the one who's like... He spits on, on uh, a yeah, yeah. shirt. Like, yeah. you're not welcome. Yeah. You're not coming to my party. Yeah, I. but I mean, like... But then that also
1: perpetuates that movie. But that's different. That's a different movie.
0: You know what, though? That felt way more real and bully-like than... Like, this was very, like...
1: Yeah, like, I, they're just targeting the... But,
0: like, I mean, I feel like lately like bullies have just been getting ramped up in movies like this is the most egregious i've seen it where it's like oh look at that kid we're gonna smash our car into him and they just drive the car into the kid and then they get this out is of the, the car most
1: egregious, as opposed to in bumblebee when the girls are like oh sorry your dad couldn't make it oh wait a minute he's dead at
0: least that was just like they're just verbally abusing her this, oh, yeah. this is oh, literally he's... you're trying to murder the kid <laughs> <laughs> okay fair point like and then as if hitting him with the cart wasn't enough they have to get out of the cart you then beat the shit out of the yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was watching i was like what
1: <laughs> yeah bullies are hardcore these days dude yeah I, I guess so if they wanted to make it realistic and contemporary they should have just cyber bullied him yeah, that's, that's what's point. really happening. Yeah,
0: that is true. But yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't appreciate that. I just thought it was way over the top, and especially in a movie that was like seemed like it was pretty. I don't want to say toned down. And I mean, it is toned down, but but there is a lot of ridiculous shit in it. But that it was like if the movie's at like seemed
1: out of place. Yeah,
0: that was at like a hundred. That was just crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any what do you want to get to something? I feel like I've been talking a lot.
1: No, no. On, honestly, I didn't have a lot of negative notes. I was showing you my notes for the two movies that we've seen most recently that we're going to do episodes on. And it's funny because the the worse the movie is, the more notes you seem to make, or at least we seem to write. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz the more you're like, "Wow, this is insane." I honestly just told you all of my notes. My biggest negative was old man Shazam's fucked up beard. <laughs> I hated it. I was like props department what are you doing yeah really it looked so bad it looked like something that you would see on like like a sketch show like not even saturday night live but like mad tv when they're like <laughs> we're like we need a really old man who's been locked in a cave for a long time and then he comes out and he's got like this big white beard and it's just like the beard they used looked like one of the ones that has like the string that goes around <laughs> the back of your head that Honestly, that's my biggest negative of the movie, that and then the inconsistency of the CGI with the Seven Sins. And you know what I, all, I think almost helped me was that I truly basically know nothing of the character mm-hmm. and his origins and his comic and everything. All I know is from what I would have learned by playing the Injustice games. Okay, like, it's fair enough. For Shazam, so so like, nothing, just other than what powers nothing. he has. That he's a kid, and then he says Shazam gets struck by lightning, and now he's fucking Shazam. Yeah, and I know a couple of his, I know a couple of his combos. <laughs> That's about it.
0: Quarter circle back B. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. But for all I know, people are gonna be upset because it's like, oh, you left this out or this is wrong. I didn't know something I thought that was cool. I didn't know that Shazam was based off of the Greek gods. I didn't know that either. I I wonder if that's something that was for the movie or if that was actually from the comics. It makes sense, though, with the lightning and then from being from Zeus and then Hercules with a super strength, but Mm -hmm. like and then all of the names of the gods spell out Shazam. And that's why he's called Shazam, because he embodies the power of all of those Greek gods. Yeah. And then that, that also made sense to me so that I think they showed the seven sins before they did the Shazam thing. Cause at, they released the seven sins and then, then he becomes Shazam. Yeah, yeah. Then he finds Billy Batson has him become Shazam. So when they did the seven sins thing, I was just like, what? I'm like, so there's like some sort of like religious thing to it. And there's like, this like God piece to it. And then when they did that reveal of what Shazam stood for, then I was like, okay, at least that's connected. Like yeah. they're, they're playing within the mythology and they're keeping it to that mythology. So it, in finding that out, it actually made me okay that these creatures were embodiments of the seven sins.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I think that that's probably the backstory of the character and we just didn't know it.
1: I would hope so. Cause it seems like a pretty if it's not, it seems like a pretty yeah, it's big, big choice to make. Like
0: I do know though that um like the Shazam character being a kid was something that didn't show up for a while with the comics. Like they really like, yeah that's not something that's not the original like origin of the character. Like I don't I I can couldn't tell you an actual point. But I mean, I, that
1: could make sense if it's a mantle that you pass on and you can pass on the powers. Yeah, then maybe the original wasn't, and then it just so happens that this time they found a champion who was a kid. Yeah,
0: I mean like I said, I don't really know, but I just know know that. That's something that came later on after the character was already, you know, out in the comics and stuff like that. But I think that decision was was very smart. Like, I mean, yeah, tone and everything.
1: And it adds a new dynamic that yeah. we haven't seen in a lot of other comic book movies.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the thing with a lot of like we're so saturated with comic book movies. I feel like you got to show us something different now. And I feel like yeah. this movie does show you enough different things.
1: Yeah, we are definitely a spoiled bunch, us (laughs) us comic book movie fans or comic book fans or just movie fans. Yeah. Because now we've had so many of these things come out that we expect a lot of the moves that they're going to make. You got to bring us something different if you want to blow our pants off.
0: Yeah. I think this movie does to some degrees. There's cliches like, you know, this isn't a perfect movie, but I think there's enough different here for you to be. You feel refreshed when you when you watch it,
1: and at least those moments of self awareness, like it acknowledges some of the more silly aspects of comic book movies, and even the character of Billy Badson slash Shazam. He himself is doesn't buy into superhero stuff. He is a kid who's just like doesn't give a shit about you know comic books or Batman, Superman, any of that stuff. Even though they live in the world where that stuff is real, yeah. So. That adds a whole nother foil that he's like, I don't know anything about this. I don't want this. He didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. Basically, some fucking grandpa with a fake beard yeah. screamed at him. He said, Hey, little boy, say my name. Yeah. Oh, jeez. He said, Say my name, say my name. When no one is around you, say, Baby, I love you. <laughs> Come on. Or Shazam. Yeah. Or Shazam. I mean, that that would work too. Say my name, so my powers may flow through you. Uh, no, sir. I do not know where we are. This is a dark cave. I need an adult. Yeah.
0: Please, just let me go.
1: I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be here in your rape cave. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> one G's an episode. That's my quota. <laughs> yeah. Jeez.
0: I think I've got one more. One more like negative, and then I'm. 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 I'm tapped out of. Out of it. I'm tapped out. Yeah. Hit
1: me with it. I
0: think this movie gets progressively worse. I don't know if worse is the word, but I felt like the third act was considerably weaker than the first two acts.
1: Yes. Okay, yes. I I think I can I think I can get behind that. I don't think it was super egregious and I don't think that it's, it, it's not egregious. Yeah, I don't think that it takes away from the the enjoyment of the whole movie. I think at a certain point with these superhero movies, it does kind of have to come to a predictable climax. Mm-hmm. And in that, your third act will generally kind of follow a similar structure as a lot of the other movies that came before it. So I I think it does suffer a little bit from that, but I don't fully blame the movie itself on that. Yeah, like like you were saying with like that opening scene and how like they were able to establish certain certain ideas, move through them quickly without sitting stagnant on it. I think the third act moves really quick, but. It goes at the pace of it
0: is quick, but it lingers on that act for really long. Okay. Um, I was talking to someone the other day about it, and I said the third act to me overstated its welcome.
1: Yeah. What parts are you are you thinking? Because I'm trying to like run through the movie in my head.
0: I said already probably the villain is what I think is the weakest part of this, and the whole thing where like the villain finds him at the mall. And then takes the kid, goes to the house. They, you know, fight for a bit. Then they go to the carnival, and they all get their powers. Like, oh yeah, the whole climax of the movie is very drawn out. There's a lot that happens. Yeah, I didn't even think
1: about that. It's a lot of stop and go. Yeah, and
0: I think the the one thing that I that I, I get what they're doing, the family getting all the powers and stuff. I knew what they were going for, but at that point, like, I was like wrap this up this is going way long like i would have almost in some sense just preferred like just a more straightforward just battle between shazam and the other guy yeah i get what they're going for with the family but at that point it was just lasting so long and that's when it started getting into cheesy territory yeah like that's when it it was losing me so like i mean the movie's pretty long too it was over two hours long was it yeah and i was kind of like enough like I was yeah. having a I, I, move it along and, we and got things to do. And you said the third act doesn't like hinder it. Like by the time that came around, I was sold on the movie already. I already had a good time watching it. Yeah. But, I, but I was, I, I was kind of just getting sick of it at that point. I was like, okay, like you're getting into the cliche third act. Everything's going nuts. At part of the movie now. And I'm, I'm yeah, like, now there's you can six, wrap it up. Now there's six Shazam. <laughs> that is
1: a question I had about it. Does that mean all of them are, have a Shazam power now? I I guess so. It looked like they all had different powers. Yeah, because they all had their own colors. Like when you're playing a video game and you guys select the same character and it's like, well, one of you is red, the other one's got to be blue. Yeah. (laughs) So They all had their own color. Because I can't imagine that being a thing where it's like, oh, you're going to have my powers just for this battle. And then it's just me. Because then what does that mean for any future movies? There's like, all right, well, we are all of the Shazams. (laughs) Like there's six of us. She's a little girl, he's a cripple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What up, though? What? How's it going? Yeah. No, I. And now you can't pass on the power because he broke the snap, the staff.
0: Yeah, and and you know what? Like, if they were going that family route, the one thing that like I would have appreciated, which would would have made me enjoy it more, is Freddy's character. You know, he he's you know he's got this limp. He can't walk right, and he's obviously the biggest superhero fan out of all of them yeah it would have i think hit me harder if that was like a big moment for him because you know he he can't walk properly he, and like he is in some ways a little bit jealous of billy getting the powers he says that's oh, very one, much so yeah. he says at one point in the movie you know like you don't know anything about the superheroes like i'm the only one that does like blah blah blah. yeah i, I think it would have been a nicer moment if like that was something bigger for him but they all kind of change at the same time and then and they it's not really together. yeah and then yeah. they're in a
1: fight there's not really a lot of time to give that a little bit more emotional weight for his character. Yeah. And the movie's not necessarily all about him. Although maybe it is. The movie's called Shazam and now everybody's a Shazam. Yeah. So the movie's about all of us. Everyone is about Shazam or something. I don't know what I'm saying now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe that's a bigger message of the movie, just saying that, like, you know, anybody can be a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about stepping in and taking action. I don't know. <laughs> I might be putting too much into that. Maybe it's just we all held this dude's staff, and now we all
0: we're all Shazamming <laughs> around town. I think the first thing you said was probably what they're going for. I have a hard time feeling the in a board meeting, they're like, "Okay, the meaning of this movie is when you hold the staff, then you got a power." <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe
1: it is. But yeah, we gotta get we gotta get the director in here. Yeah, let's get
0: let's get uh the sands in here. Is that what they call him? I don't know. I don't know. Sandberg. But you want to get in our grades on this? I don't know. I have nothing else to say on this.
1: Yeah, no, I feel I feel good. I feel like I spewed spewed it all. Um, (laughs) Before grades, though, you got the tomato tomato. Yeah. All right. Tomato. Yeah.
0: Ninety percent. Okay. High. Yeah, that's that.
1: Is that the highest for a
0: DC movie? Second highest. Wonder Woman's at ninety three. Okay. Tomato. Eighty eight. Wow, really close. Which 88 is the same as Wonder Woman?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's very,
0: so, very close to each other. That's really good for a DC movie. Yeah. Tomato, 90. Tomato, 88.
1: What you going? You know what? I I feel like my answer will contradict contradict my grade. If I want to match my grade, I would say tomato. But I'm going to say tom- Tomato. Okay. Just because they're so close, and I want to give it a more positive answer just because I felt really good about this movie. I left and I had a really good time. Megan also enjoyed it. And, like, yeah, like I didn't go in with any expectations, and it delivered like a really good movie. Like, it was a quality movie. Mm-hmm. So I would say Tomato, because I, I want to be positive about it, which is a 90, which would make it like an A minus, but it letter grade i would give it a b plus okay nice so which is probably honestly a tomato but like i said yeah just being positive just out of positivity we could all use a little bit of positivity
0: i'm i'm going to uh i'm gonna go with just based on my grade i'm going tomato
1: yeah you're a little bit more of a professional than i (laughs) i'm
0: I'm going tomato trying to bring a little ray of light into people's lives that's that's not a negative i think 90s high I think 88's high. Yeah, well, well not well, not too high. It's 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 in there. I'm right giving it. There. I'm giving it a B. Okay. I'm giving it a B. I like this movie a good amount. Yeah. I, like I actually, I I had a very good time watching this movie. The things for me that bring it down is I just don't like the campiness at the end, and I didn't really like the villain that much. But I I really like the comedy in this. The comedy is what gets it for me. Like I really like the comedy, and I really like the development of the character, Billy Batson's character specifically, and yeah. Um, just, I mean, this movie probably actually hit me in the feels more than any other DC movie, and yeah, dude, that rain gets me. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I'm giving it a B. It's lower than the tomato score, but I still really liked it. I, 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 had a good time. I, I, like I said at the beginning, I this wasn't something that I was like, I need to get out and see this. Was I wasn't too hyped on it. Thought I it didn't have high expectations. Yeah, and uh I think this might be the best DC movie yet. DC Universe movie. DC
1: Universe movie. Yes. yes. I am fully saying now it's my favorite DCEU movie. Yeah. I I, f- I I like it better than Wonder Woman, like it better than Aquaman and every other movie in the DCEU. I don't even have to tell you. Yeah. It's ob- it's better than that. I
0: think I think all around like from start to finish, I think this is my my favorite. There's probably elements in Wonder Woman that I like more than this but from start to
1: finish, I think this is more enjoyable because yeah, total package, Yeah, this, this is a movie, this is honestly the only DC movie I might actually buy when it comes out.
0: Yeah. I complained about the third act in this movie, but I hated the third act in Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I think if I put the two up against each other, I just enjoyed my time with this movie more than Wonder Woman. Not saying yeah. Wonder Woman's bad, but I, I think just overall this movie gave me more to be happy about whereas the last like 20 minutes of Wonder Woman I was like get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so well that movie that movie felt long. Oh yeah, that movie is long. So, but yeah, no, really liked it. I'm giving it a B and uh definitely recommend you go out and see this because this
1: is I think DC's I think they're they're on their way. Yeah, they're on the upswing now. Yeah. Which makes sense cuz like we we've talked about in the Aquaman episode, you know, Marvel wasn't knocking it out of the box. I mean, I mean Iron Man was huge, but If you look at the rest of Phase One MCU, like it wasn't really crushing it in those first six, seven, eight movies, even. Yeah. So right now we're we're cruising into the seven or eight movie territory for DC. So it makes sense that they're kind of hitting their stride now. Because that's about on par with, like, what Marvel was doing. Yeah. So, you know, if you did want to compare the two, which, undoubtedly, it's going to end up happening. Because, you know. Because everybody wants to. (laughs) Because everybody wants to. And, I mean, we're doing it, too, so I guess we can't really uh, talk shit about (laughs) other people doing it. But, you know, they're on course. They're on course that they could really use this as a jump-off point, do things differently. I will say this movie feels the most like a Marvel movie that DC has done. Yeah. You know? So it's interesting that we talked about the Joker movie coming out and how that looks like it's going to be so different than anything that either of them have done so far. But then this movie is like scoring the highest for us so far, but it's the most like a Marvel movie. Yeah, it it is. But at the same time, I
0: feel like it actually does a few things that Marvel hasn't done. Yeah. Like what? Well I was saying the way that the, the universe is opened and you see the way kids interact with oh, these. Oh, right, 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 right. Like, okay. I I like that. And uh I like the, the spin with the, the adult playing a kid type thing. Yeah. Which I didn't mention this, but also like kudos to um Zachary Levi for playing it that way. Because I thought of like th- this that could have gone horrible. Like yeah. you could have had someone play it like I, I, he, he could thought, have snapped
1: I, and be like, I got yeah, like like, that's too young, Zach.
0: He, he could we, we talked about a, like a man child before on this podcast. Like yeah. what if like what if what, what if Will Ferrell or John C. Riley did oh, their God. fucking like stepbrothers type thing for this? Like that would have been yeah
1: rough. Yeah. Um so I mean I, I think I think he did a good job playing a realistic for for the yeah, kids' age that's like, the thing. A realistic whatever it is, like freshman in high school or like I don't know how old he's supposed to be. He seems like he seems like, like 14 13, 15, 14, yeah, something like something that. Like yeah. that. Oh, I think he says, I think he says he's 14 Does he? at some yeah. point. I think he plays it like a realistic modern 14-year-old would be. Mm-hmm. He came across like a kid,
0: but like a kid in the appropriate age, which I liked.
1: In the appropriate decade. Yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know sick. like cuz sometimes it's hard when you have like writers who are like 50 and they're trying to write like what kids say in 2019. Yeah. But that's I,
0: I think the movie's very self aware. Like it knows what its tone is, who the characters are. Like I think it nailed everything it was trying to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. Well, hell yeah, man! Look at that. We just gave a positive DC review. I do have a question for you though. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what our grades were for this other movie we had done, but we now have two Captain Marvel movies. If you wanna, yes, speak technically. Mm-hmm. Is this better than Captain Marvel? I like this better than Captain Marvel. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any idea how painful that is for me? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of sad. Within uh, within like what a month or six weeks, I've seen Captain Marvel and Shazam, and Shazam's the one that I like better. I don't know who I am anymore.
0: <laughs> I thought about this the other day. Like, I wasn't too big on on Captain Marvel. But I think if Captain Marvel didn't have the weight of the MCU on it, I would like it way more. Because every time I think about that movie, I just keep going back to the things that contradict things
1: in the MCU. And that's what makes me angry about the movie. But you know what I will say? Since recording that episode and releasing it, I've seen Captain Marvel again. And I liked it a lot better the second time.
0: I liked it better the second time also since recording that episode. Yeah, Um, so but i still have issues with a lot of things.
1: Oh yeah, take take no doubt out of that movie. Can somebody make an edit where you edit out that fucking i'm just a girl in that fight scene and put literally any other song? Put break stuff by Limp Biscuit in there, and it's better. <laughs> That'd be awesome.
0: It's <laughs> just one of those days. <laughs> I'll pack a chainsaw. I'll skin, skin your, your ass, ass raw.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck seats.
1: Yeah. All right, we're going to give you guys homework, All right, This this is a little inside inside joke for uh, Colin and I and members of our old band. Colin turned me on to this. I think you're the one who started this whole thing, Yeah, right? I showed it to you. Changed my life, and since then, I've sent you a, uh, another concert yeah. of One Biscuit. <laughs> they apparently have this running thing where Fred Durst cannot hear anything <laughs> through the PAs, and he's constantly telling sound guys how to do their jobs. Yeah, he's like, My microphone don't work. Meanwhile, we're watching the video, and his microphone sounds perfect, <laughs> like he's coming across. <laughs> louder than everything he's like i can't hear my microphone dude and he's like being mad sarcastic and such a dick yeah fred dürst is an asshole can
0: we just agree it was funny the because the, we watched I think we watched that entire
1: show from like whatever it was have. the Rock am Amphitheater like or whatever. 45 minutes long.
0: Yeah, we watched it and it is gold. From it's from to like finish. 1999. It's so funny. I've shown uh, so many people like you need to watch this. It's
1: it's the worst but the best. They spend 15 minutes before they even play their first song <laughs> just him going like, "I can't hear the drums in the monitors, dude." <laughs> I think it, and he's fix like trying the get... mic Scotty. <laughs> yeah. And he's like trying to get like all the people, he's like if you're in the back, come up to the front. And it's like a seated like amphitheater or yeah. whatever. And he's just like, come on up to the front. Fuck seats. <laughs> yeah. Fuck seats. He keeps saying fuck seats. Yeah.
0: And then he goes, I don't make the yeah. rules.
1: <laughs> he's bossing people around. Then he goes, I don't, I don't make, make the, the rules. rules. <laughs> you got to pick a line and stick on it. Like, What are you doing? And then I find this other one. This was like a week ago, I think. And I texted it to you or I sent it to you on Facebook or something. And it's another show. And it's a, they're playing a three minute song. The video is 15 minutes long. It's 12 minutes of him being just like, like, (laughs) he's like, what's up, everybody? Can you hear me out there? And everyone's like, yeah. And he's like, they can't hear me out there. Turn my microphone up. I can't hear my microphone. And then and then the guitar player starts playing the riff he's like hold on hold on don't play it they can't hear me yeah, he i goes, can't hear- he
0: goes Wes, don't play that shit
1: he's like <laughs> <laughs> so anybody out there please go i should tell you to Tell your friends to subscribe to our podcast. Go on Instagram. Find us at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. I should tell you to leave a five-star review because we still got that giveaway going on. We're almost there mm-hmm. to our to our 10 reviews. We're going to give you guys a free T-shirt. But what I'm actually going to tell you is go watch live videos on YouTube of Limp Biscuit from like <laughs> 1999 and 2000 because it's the funniest shit you'll ever see. And then once you're done listening to all the funny stuff, you get to listen to Limp Biscuit. Exactly, it's a win-win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but See, yeah, to re- reiterate what you what you just said, not with Limp Biscuit, <laughs> please go on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review wherever you can. We are doing that contest. See if you yep. write a written review with a ten star, ten star. Damn, that'd be awesome with a 5 star rating you'll be entered into uh you know a raffle we've got yep. uh we got t-shirts with the logo on it super comfy t-shirts super comfy and uh yeah you could be entered to to win a t-shirt um and we'll and- send
1: that shit to you i actually have been thinking about some some other ideas of some like random goodies we can throw in there that are movie related mm-hmm um, some things, you know what? I might just keep them off the pod and you might just get like a fun little care package. There you go. You know, the, the centerpiece of the care package was going to be this really cool, super soft free t-shirt. But then you're also going to get these really weird things that I don't know, maybe movies that I don't want in my house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll sign them. <laughs> We're going to sign them for you. I don't know why you would want that, but you're going to have it. Yeah, exactly. I found I found a trunk that has some really bad movies in it like some are intentionally bad but then some are just like that's a bad movie so i'm sure if anybody you all wants... wanted
0: the deluxe version of ants signed by the two dudes
1: <laughs> woody allen he's done nothing wrong <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right well you guys you know what to do hit us up and you know keep showing love Get your tomato tomatoes out there. I post them up on Instagram usually the day after we release an episode so you guys can take part in your voting. Let us know how you feel about these movies. Let us know how you feel about us. And until then, suck it, losers.